What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? That was hard for me. That was high for me in this moment. Yeah, that felt high. I think it was high. Yeah, that felt high. It is um, so depressing outside. Beautiful day. We're having what? uh, What I realize? It's a low temp rain. Which is really we're, we're having a low temp rain. My favorite kind of weather, low temp rain. <laughs> the kind that hits you and literally shocks you. Yeah. <laughs> when it's really cold outside and it's raining. Um, but, you know, uh, prefer to, well, I don't have to drive t- until tomorrow. Uh-huh. The snow for the snow. ice? I, yeah, I prefer rain to ice. Um, though I do have a, a phone call from the Kia dealership being like, please give us a call. Uh-oh. And I have a feeling maybe something's going on in my car. They my car does want have... you to put chains on your tires. Maybe. <laughs> my, there is a light that's on that came on last week that I oh. think means low tire pressure. And do they, are they synced into your They're car? They're definitely not. This car doesn't even have cruise control. I know, I forgot. You know. I have driven it. Can you imagine? My car. Yeah. You have driven it. <laughs> Don't it. tell the Kia dealership. Um, I got pulled over. <laughs> oh, I got a ticket. Again. Oh no, your first ticket. My first ticket. What happened? You were going so fast. I I wasn't really going that fast, considering how fast people go on the Taconic. It's just I think the cops needed their quota. I saw like six. There was like six cops in like ten minutes, and um, and eventually one of them got me. Uh huh. And and so I. Um, pulled over and he came over and he was like, yeah, you know, you were going over. And I said, I know I didn't, I didn't have cruise control. I was also on the phone with Parker and, um, uh, he was like, I'm, I'm going to give you a ticket and then you need to mark this not guilty and then you'll get a court date and you'll go to court. And I said, okay, but why don't I just say guilty and pay whatever. How much is the ticket? I don't know. There's no, there's no, th- that's not on there. And he goes, you know, you don't want to do that. And I was like, but I am guilty. It says right here what I was doing <laughs> and, uh, and that I was speeding. And he was like, but you don't want to do that. I can't give you legal advice. Is that because you, you don't want to strike on your thing? You don't want to get points on your license, points. I find out. So, um, <laughs> three strikes, you're out. And I was like, you know, I get strikes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. That's three strikes. Give me your license, please. Um, and so... Uh, he was like, I can't give you legal advice, but if it was me, he sounds hot. I would, he wasn't, um, <laughs> I mean, it's like attractive in this way if you're upstate, you know, but I, uh, I was like, I don't, I'm sorry. I just don't understand why we have to do this. Like if I'm going to do this not guilty thing, he's like, you'll get a court date. I probably won't come. And I guess if they don't come, then your case gets dismissed Amazing. as well. So he was, but I was also like, I'm going to have to go to a court in Milan. Like. What is my land? It's like a township upstate. Wow, my Lanta. I, I <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So you know, I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. So I you're mean, gonna go to court. I'm gonna go to court. I mean, my I filled, Lanta. I filled out the thing. I like filled out my form. Not guilty. I, I mailed it. In. I'm gonna come in with a huge hat and pearls. With absolutely like a, a huge like um, uh, Peter Pan collar. I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna be like not guilty. <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, a straight was, skirt yeah. below the knee. Absolutely. And a blazer with a Peter Pan collar. Uh-huh. <laughs> and a kind of a very conservative, like, patent leather flats. 
And, oh, no, no, no. Oh, what kind of shoes should I wear? I think you should not do patent leathers. Too shiny. Oh, okay. So, um... Jezebel. What, <laughs> um, what, kind of, what kind of shoes should I wear? I think you should wear a, re- a loafer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a loafer. A loafer. Uh-huh. And um, your best uh, poor Chanel jacket. Oh, um, don't look too fancy. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. What kind of hat? Because I should wear a big hat that has a brim. A bonnet, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) One of those Mennonite bonnets. Uh, (laughs) Why don't you just do full Mennonite? Oh my God, I should. One of those long prairie dresses. A long prairie dress, a bonnet, but loafers. Loafers. Yeah, that's really good. And come in with a pie. Oh my God. Stink up the courtroom. I just made this, but it'll be an apple pie. It'll be a cinnamon apple pie. I'll be like, Your Honor, I made this. Um, I'm sorry. It was my kid's sister driving my car because my mother <laughs> my, was sick. My cart, <laughs> my wagon. <laughs> my car, yeah. My, it, was, it was my kid's sister, my my prairie wagon. Yeah, that would be. That's uh, exactly what I should do. So I'll let you know how it goes. It's a good show, but yeah. I hope they film it. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I've got to make sure I it's document it. It's like when you it. went to City Hall or whatever that was, and you danced around uh-huh. in the middle of like yeah. uh, the Congress. Yeah, <laughs> true, true. The best. I, I, I still, from that, got one of the best compliments I ever got. Which you, it won't mean anything to you, but someone on Instagram wrote, "You are." Audrey Horn, who is the character from Twin Peaks, who I love. Oh. She's this girl who really, she just starts dancing in places that are Do you think that was the craziest thing that ever happened in that court thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Court well, thing. I'm about to do this talk. I mean, when we come out, when this episode's out, I will already be doing that talk this evening when this episode's out on Friday the 15th. I'm doing this talk called Brand Stand. So it's me and people who are like um, brand strategists and they've invited me in as like the artist to uh, to be on this so talk. So they can mentor you. And I, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. I hope so. I'm supposed to be on a panel and the discussion is on belonging and I thought about maybe beginning by going over what everyone's take-home salary is and sort of being like, why am I here? Wow. Um, so that might be my second strangest performance because okay. I am planning on talking but I think there's going to be some performance okay. that I've already started thinking it? about. Um, as the SVA theater. Do you want to uh, come? I have two tickets. Jeremy's going. Friday? Yeah, Friday at 6. Friday the 15th, which is when this episode's out. You know, Jeremy can come and watch. I'm only going to do something for 10 minutes. Okay. Then I'll come to your thing, and then I'll... Go across the street to the movie theater. I love movies. I love I movies. I saw a movie. <gasps> What'd you see? Uh, you're going to be mad at me, because okay. I wanted to do it with you guys as a group. But I went to see Maleficent, the sequel, by myself. Oh, I love <laughs> it. I... <laughs> Did you get popcorn? I literally went to Essex Market right before, and I got a ham and cheese croissant. Uh-huh. And I got some oh, banana bread oh, from amazing. the... There's a bakery at Essex Market, for all our listeners who are on the Lower East Side, called Avignon or something. Uh-huh. They have the best shortbread cookie I've ever had. It has cranberries in it. And the the best chocolate chip cookie I've ever had, quite wow. frankly. So, and also their sandwiches are delicious. Wow. And all of their loaf cakes are delicious. They wow. have an olive oil chocolate cake. Wow. Knock your socks off. Olive oil chocolate cake? Uh-huh. Like chocolate chip cookies in an olive oil cake? Nine. Just like a uh, rich wow. chocolate loaf cake wow. made with olive oil. Wow. I had the rate. best banana bread that I've ever had at Arcastrata's. That was good. That was so and but warm, just out of the oven. The whatever. Go to the go to Argostratus, go to Essex Market, go to Maleficent the sequel. Really? So did you like the movie? 
I I did, wow. and it's bad. Yeah, everyone I know has said it's terrible. It is one of the most overproduced. Remember how overproduced Hook was? Yes. It's in that realm except digital. So, like, okay. you know the whole world of the fae in the moors from the first movie? Uh-huh. Where Maleficent lived. The fairies. Okay. The fairy people. Wow, I really thought you said the fae. Yeah, the fae. The fae people. That's what they're called. The fae people. The fae people. fairies. Wow. Yeah. And they all live in the moors. Is that like hence Morgan Le Fay? I can't tell you. I don't okay. know what that means. Oh, she's a witch in um, Camelot and like, Excalibur okay. or what have you. You know, all that. Anyhow, go on. So remember how in the moors, like, all the nature is kind of a fairy? Like, the uh-huh. leaves are fairies and the flowers are fairies and the dandelions are fairies. a fairy. Yeah. Uh-huh. They take it all the way. In the gra- every blade of grass is a fairy. Every blade of grass la, is a fairy. And la, they flesh la. out the character of all these things items which is like uh-huh. too much work you know so, so everyone has oh a, no so everyone has a, a kind of like moment yes and it's tedious wow i must say but the whole story centers around michelle pfeiffer who is the mother of the princess xenophobia and she can't take it that the fairies are always happy wait i'm sorry she has a, a prince a daughter named xenophobia no 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 her she's mad she hates the fairy people. Oh, she's just xenophobic. Right. Okay. And Prince Philip has absolutely changed actors without you. What am I trying to say? It's like a soap opera. Just someone yeah. else comes in. Someone, That's fine. There's a new actor. That's fine. And it's absolutely. the actor from that movie Beach Rats that came out a few years ago about like gay hustlers near Coney Island. Oh, I should watch that. Yeah. That and it's a good. British boy who is very good looking uh-huh. in this like Nazi uh-huh. way, but uh-huh. he's... um. He's, I don't know if he's a good actor. Okay, that's fine. Right. But he, who could tell in this movie, really? How's he, Michelle, though? Great. Incredible. She's Remember great. her so in mean. Stardust? With Claire Danes. Claire Danes? Come on, honey, that movie. But so Michelle is evil, which is good. Mm-hmm. And um, the whole thing centers around her uh, orchestrating this plot to kill Maleficent. Very much so. Oh, my gosh, our guest... Oh, we okay. took a break. We just took a really quick break. We had to. Um, oh, but we're talking about Maleficent yeah. too. And so Michelle Pfeiffer wants to kill Angelina Jolie because uh-huh. when she was a kid, her father was sympathetic to the fairies, even though like the human people were starving or something. It's just very, it's not. Is there a young Michelle Pfeiffer character? No, is there we flashbacks? don't have flashbacks. Okay. She just Thank says God. it. They right. don't do Judy. Um, no flashbacks, just adult mayhem. There's right. a scene where... Oh, well, Aurora and the prince get engaged. Yeah, Maleficent yeah, is furious because mm-hmm. she hates the mom of the prince. Uh-huh. And she's like, Aurora, you can do better. <laughs> and then, anyways, our, Maleficent agrees to come to this dinner where the families meet, mm-hmm. which is just Maleficent and, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer and the king. And then mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer basically pricks her husband with the spindle, but it makes it look like Maleficent put a curse on him because he goes to sleep. And then. Because Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> doesn't really care about her husband either. No, no. She just wants. Everyone to hate Maleficent. Uh-huh. So then Maleficent gets really pissed and she flies away. They shoot her with a bullet and it makes her fall into the sea, at which point she's saved by 
one of her own kind who she didn't uh-huh. even know existed because uh-huh. they all live in this like tree cave far away in the ocean because they've been exiled. The dark fairies. They're all uh-huh. these people with these huge eagle's wings. They uh-huh. look amazing. Uh huh. Very multicultural. Uh huh. And they and they are when they're the dark fairies because they are also kind of evil. They're not really. Oh, okay. They're just kind of like scary. Okay, cool. That's who I'd want to hang out with. Yeah, and uh-huh. they look amazing. Like someone made a lot of incredible wings. You know what I mean? Work. Well, CGI. They're not really on them. There are practical wings, uh-huh. I believe. There are practical wings. It's I very know. Victoria's Secret Angels fashion show. Yeah, okay. Uh, but okay. incredibly great. Um, so that happens. She meets her. She learns about her origins, mm-hmm. basically. And then there's going to be a war now. Because yeah, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer has been using Willow, the actor Willow, whose name I don't know, who's some like... The actor who played Willow is in this movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, incredible. Well, he's the only little person they use to play, like, magic people in movies. Still to the state, Warwick Davis. Thank you very much. Oh, you better work. The way you do that. The way uh-huh. you pull that out. So he is a fairy who's, like, a scientist who works in the basement, but his wings have been taken away, and he's working for Michelle Pfeiffer, collecting mm-hmm. the special powder from these magic flowers that come from, like, the burial site of the fairies, and they glow. So he takes the red stuff out of them and he makes these bullets that have the powder in it and it absolutely kills fairies, turns them back to, turns them into whatever they are. Like if you're a flower fairy, you be, just become a flower. Oh, okay. If you're a tree fairy, you just become a tree. Okay. So they start arming bombs and bullets with this red powder because they're going to kill all of them. So they invite everyone from the Moors to the wedding of Aurora and the prince. But what they're really going to do is lock them in the chapel and then... Gas them. Well, yes, they turn into right. gas chamber via the organ and Michelle Pfeiffer's weird henchman, this red haired girl plays the organ. And there's one key with some like red calligraphy on it that whenever she pushes the button, the powder comes out of the pipes and kills fairies. Meanwhile, I'm like fairies just break a window and leave, but they don't think of it. Literally there's gigantic tree fairies. I'm like, you tap the window would break. And they're like, Oh, they're all hiding under pews. Like, Oh, and then the one blue fairy, you know how there's the blue, the red and the mm-hmm. green. She does, I think she's Leslie Manville. She does a kamikaze and goes and flies into the pipe, plugs it up, and she gets killed by the thing. What does she turn into? A blueberry? All these blue flowers pop out of the pipes. And it's really, like, heartbreaking. Yeah. But she ends up saving the fairies. And so, um, a, but a bunch of them have at this point been oh yes turned into turned. plants. And wow, that's dark. This is really yeah, they yeah, there's, for, there's picturing fairies. children watching this. Oh, and a lot of the dark fairies get absolutely bombed out of the sky, turned into powder. Wow. Uh huh. During this war, where they come to like take back the the universe, because uh-huh. Michelle Pfeiffer is orchestrating this entire like mm-hmm. war. Mm-hmm. So then the dark fairies. Oh, he's still here. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid our we guest... can't do that. Keep going. So then... Um, oh, God, what happens? Oh, so then Maleficent comes, Michelle, and she's like, kills... She's bomb, 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 killing all the people. She's like, I'm taking everything back. And then Michelle Pfeiffer kills her. Kills Maleficent. Kills Maleficent. And Aurora cries tears all over Maleficent's ashes, which brings Maleficent back to life as a phoenix. And then the phoenix really goes to town... And then becomes Maleficent again. They turn Michelle Pfeiffer into a goat. The wedding happens. Everything's restored. Uh, Elle Fanning wears a very ugly dress for her wedding, which is weird because everything else she wears is great. And then the very last dress she wears is when 
she's been knocked up by the prince after their like wedding night. She looks great again. <laughs> so the only bad dress she wears is for the wedding. Maleficent has come back to life, wears 10 incredible outfits through the movie. Um, Angelina Jolie will make you cry in this movie. She's amazing. Okay, well, because I love her. And her eyes do so much changing. It's amazing. I, so I, but how many, do humans get killed too? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's good. I don't want to just see a movie where only, like, the fairies, like, only, like, the things that I'm going to relate to right. are, like, oft. But the in people the end, need to get... The fairies like, and the humans decide to live... Like, the kingdoms come together. And why don't they just kill Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't know. Angelina Jolie turned her into a goat. And I don't know why they didn't just throw her off the, the, the castle. It's so, like, not, like, what I want. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, like, after this person's basically like, gassed all these people, killed all these people. Like, I mean, a kind of, like, endless death could be yeah. kind of incredible, where she's like, I put her in a prism where she'll be tortured right, for right, right. a million years. You know, like, why not that? Well, anyways, that was well, Maleficent too. Maleficent's not Aquarius, clearly. I highly recommend you watch it on a plane. Uh-huh. Or well, on your TV when okay. it comes up. I'm sure it's on my TV now. I did enjoy spending $17 to watch it by myself the other day. You did? Well, and wasn't it kind of fun on the big screen? It was great. Yeah. Um, I watched the beginning of His Dark Materials on HBO. <gasps> I'm going to watch that. The Golden Compass. It. Do you have to know the first book? So here's the thing. I read all those books a long time ago. And it's weird because I do believe they came out pre-Harry Potter. And... Because they must have, because I was, like, 20. Mm. And, you know, and that's, like, got to be, like, you know, in the 70s. So I <laughs> was... I remember at the time my boyfriend calling them my magic bean books. Because uh-huh. I would, like, read books that had some sort of import. And then I would read these other ones. Um, the girl looks exactly like that actor named... I think I want to say, like, Lucas something. Hedges? No, not, like... Haas. Yes. Uh-huh. She literally are like, it's like, are you Lucas Haas's sister? Clone. Anyhow, it's, um, it ha- it's, it's okay. okay. I'm underwhelmed by this first episode, <laughs> I have to say. Okay. The, the demons, they're, you know, they're, Animals. they're animal, they're soul animal. Uh-huh. Um, it's a real, do you ever play the video game Mist? The PC game Mist? There's a lot of animation in this, which feels sort of like from that. Which oh, dear. It's definitely from the nineties. And, um, Whatever, like, I'll probably keep watching it. At some, uh, Jeremy and I tried to watch The King, couldn't do it, um, okay. and couldn't Is get... Is that a movie or a series? It's, a, I think, a movie on Netflix. And then Catherine the Great with Ellen Mirren, again, couldn't, couldn't do it. I'm trying to do Watchmen. It's very... Jeremy com- loves that. I'm very curious about it. Jeremy I got through one that. episode. I was like, why is Jeremy Irons naked? Who are these servants? So confusing. Oh, yeah. I, 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 from what I've seen of it, I did like that. Yeah. That has, and that also has a production value that I'm like, I'm into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, At any rate, uh, I think uh, we're going to segue into an amazing interview. We're, we're about, we're, we're going into an interview now uh-huh. of our guests who have a show this weekend. Go see it. We're going to go see it. And um, that is. That's today. That's today. On CNN. <laughs> So, hello. I looked at you. I did like, not know I what we're talking even, about. I looked at you like, like, I, did, like I didn't even know we're who you were. We're doing an advertisement for oh, us. episode 11. What? Episode 11 <laughs> of the Dance and Stuff show. I'm literally Princess Alice now. Which is... Oh, the show, the TV show. Our TV show on YouTube. With... Cola Scola 
Aaron Markey, me, and Reed. And you should tune in because what we're talking about on it is gratitude. And what you find out is Aaron and I can't recall any. And so are spoon-fed by our two Sagittariuses, Cole and Reed. You're welcome. Um, so enjoy it. It's uh, We love these queens and are so honored. Rate, view, subscribe, YouTube. Dance and stuff. Show. Hi, you guys. Hi. Hi. We're here with Kate and Mike, also Kate and Perfume. And <laughs> um, they're about to put on a show, and we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. But first of all, Kate, wait, what's the deal with Interlochen? We, I went to Interlochen. I know, I know. But when did you go? I went uh, 2005 to 2007. As an yeah. academy student. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're such a chump baby. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Reed and I are full 30 years older than you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I was even older. I was in the MGM Hollywood studio system after you You graduated in 97. <laughs> I did. 10 years before. Yeah. And I graduated in 98. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. But I do know, I have, but there have been like interlocking moments. And also Megan, yeah. who's your publicist. Megan is your publicist. We were in the same class. Cool. Lots of reunions. Yeah. yeah. You, you never went to Interlocking? I never went to Interlocking. I'm sorry. I know what that is. <laughs> but I support that as well. But, but, but you support, support that as, But you support today. it as well. But aren't yeah. you from the Midwest? Yeah, I'm from Iowa, but we moved to Seattle when I was like six, seven. Hey. So really Midwest roots. And you Definitely both Northwest experience. Now. Midwest roots, Northwest experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little drunk, please. Have another for this uh, episode, but you'll be all right. I'm just drunk on Clonopin. Um, uh, Kate, where did you grow up? I grew up in Michigan. You grew yeah. up? Where did you grow up in Michigan? I grew up in a really small town of like 5,000 people called Tecumseh. Michigan. Um, to come see. <laughs> Dance. <laughs> um, it's probably like an hour outside of Ann Arbor. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so like you could you... go home for weekends if you needed. I did not do that. No. no she wasn't going to go. up there. She well, that's the only fun time. <laughs> yeah. The weekends. The weekends. So you get to go to the mall. And like you grew up where in Iowa? Yeah. I was born in Des Moines and we moved and lived in different suburbs around Seattle. And then went, and then you, okay. And then I moved here. And do you live in New York now? No, I don't. I live in LA. Oh. But I moved here when I was 21. For how long? Just a few years. How'd it go? Oh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It went, I mean, it went poorly. Like if you're going to like write it out, Uh if you're going to like chart it. Uh You know what I mean? Yeah. You were here from 20. It was sort of just balls out, 21, full on. Drugs. Yeah. What so, year? What 2004. Okay. So you you like thought seven? there might be some drugs over Yeah, I thought there might be there some drugs. There could have been. I, I was finishing that know? up. I finished that up around 2004. As I did too. In well, no, actually, that's not true. I just did it in a different way for a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah I was really like finishing up that whole like thing in 2004. I finished yeah. up that phase where it still felt social and fun uh-huh. and somehow um, um, important. Uh-huh. And then kept <laughs> it like why. private on death's edge. Yeah, and then uh-huh. eventually it just became like vacuuming for two days yeah. in a room without any lights on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was later. That was post-New York. Oh, that's a yeah. It would have probably been more fun to do that here, though. But you moved to out of New York and then went where? 
I moved back home. And then you moved back home. Yeah. And when did you start making music? Um, kind of when I got clean and I got healthy for the first time. Yeah. I was around like 25, 26, and I had been, I was living with my mom and had been taking care of myself for the first time ever for a few months and I just woke up and wrote a song. I don't know why or how. I guess I had a lot to say and that's how I said it. Did you do music stuff as a kid? I took piano lessons until I was 15 and I'm a big like music nerd. Mm-hmm. But I never really could sing. I wanted to. If I could have picked any art form, it would have been music. But it was the one that I like couldn't make happen somehow. It just and didn't What line was the up. one you were trying to make happen? Well, I went to school for painting oh. in Seattle. Which <laughs> we both went to Cornish. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Were you a dance major? I was. Yeah. You were. It's okay. You were like, but I'm gonna. I I've selected the path, and I'm gonna keep going. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I you I had, had more a, of well, that. you kind of had like a PJ Harvey moment. Yeah. I mean, she yeah. wanted to be a visual artist, which would be a vet, and then she was a, a vet. <laughs> she thought she was gonna be a vet for a moment, and then she went into she was doing visual art, and then you know now she's like. A, I would love to have. You. Every musician, of one of my experiences, he had completely adjacent to hers. It's so deeply, <laughs> deeply same. Mm. Deeply, deeply well, same. Well, the Pacific Northwest is a hotbed for, you know, historically for choreographers. It's where Merce and John met. Merce and John at Cornish. Cornish. They did. Mark Morris is from Seattle. Yeah. Who else is from Seattle? There's others. We can't there's others. Them today, but there's <laughs> many. Hey, what was your move to the West? So you finished Interlochen, and then you went to Cornish. They gave me the most scholarship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight and, away from Interlocking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, honestly, the fact that Merce and John met there, I was like, okay. Because I went to Seattle and I was like, I do not like this place. Um, at first. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was like, this energy in me doesn't mm-hmm. work. But, um, but yeah, that's how I ended up there. So you knew about Merce while you were at Interlocking? A little. little. Who they told didn't really. You? Who talk told you? <laughs> Mar- well, the director of dance when I was there was Mark Borschelt, right? And he definitely knew. About and he Mars. had been at Mar- at Cornish. Is he had true? been at Cornish, right. so he was the one. He was like, "I think you're a college person, oh, like conservatory." That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said that to me, and I was like, "Really? I think I'm, I want to be in a ballet company." And he was like. You did. You wanted to be in a ballet company. Well, I wanted. I wanted. I mean, it is wild that how you could be related to Isabella Boylston. Oh yeah, it's it's a sister's. It is a sister's. Wait, because of how we look? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Sure, sure. Just Uh up close, I would not think that through Instagram. Oh. And zoom in on that, <laughs> on that and like pinch and expand, honey. It, it, is, it is a real, yeah. It, that's that's, cool. that's uh, when that. when I make like a mirror sisters uh, ballet duet, that'll be your chance to go back to ballet. Yes, yeah. Um, choose. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Filled with blood. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so now we're talking. So um, so you went. So you applied to different schools. Cornish gave you most money, mm-hmm. and then you were like, okay, yeah, I'll go there, and. How'd you like it? Well, I haven't left. Right. Really. Um, I tried to get out of Cornish as fast as possible. So I did that. Um, what does that mean? Like you did like your degree in two years? Me. 
you know, coming from Interlochen, it was really difficult for me to be in other situations. And I thought that I was better than everybody else. And I wasn't. So it was just (laughs) difficult to be. Also, Cornish is kind of a school where like you kind of make make it your whatever you want it to be, you know, in some ways. And um, but that's where I started making dances. Well, I started making dances at Interlochen. Of course you um, did. We just come class. Yeah. Yeah. We all did in those little studios after hours. But um, well, I made like one terrible dance. I made like a bunch of terrible dances. <laughs> I actually am pretty into my first dance I ever made at wow. Do you remember the music you used? Yeah, I was definitely bo- like Bach cello suites or something like that. I was definitely used like Vivaldi or yeah. I was using for the bath and yeah. Tori Amos. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then probably some PJ, yeah, mm. later on. Yeah. All things I still work out of the gym too. Um, so, so you're making pieces at Cornish. Yeah. I made pieces at Cornish. And then I, when I got out of Cornish, I didn't have money to like go on a European like audition tour. And I was unhappy. Like I was dancing for people in Seattle for free at the time. Not their fault. They didn't have money to pay me. It would be the same thing Um, in New York. You'd been dancing for people for basically free here. And I was like... I just was like, I just, I, my mentor gave me the keys to her studio space and I just went there for, by myself for like a year and a half. And then I was like, I think I need other people to join me in this space. Otherwise I'm just going to come here every day and cry right. um, lay on the and floor. journal <laughs> and lay on the floor. I will say I was <clears throat> in a, one of the solos I was making, Neil Beasley told, I was like, I it just it's too hard. And he was like, have you tried taking a nap during rehearsal? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm going to. And I fell asleep on a floor at Abrams Art Center Hello. for two hours. And I woke up and then I did make like five minutes of material that I, was usable. I mean, I rehearsed for like 30 minutes. And I was like, five of this I think is going to work. There's so, a lot of napping hours in that space. I kind of weirdly lived there. Like it was my safe space. Were you feeling like Seattle was home at this point? You wanted to stick around? No. no, I never thought Seattle was home. I just couldn't get out of Seattle. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, but, but then I, I started, I started basically the early forms of dance church at mm. that space. And, um, and I how just, did you get that together? Well, first you were like, I need other bodies in here with me. Yeah. I'm first I was like, I need other bodies. Uh-huh. And then I was like, we made an object, like we made a dance. Right. There were dances. Right. Dances were being danced yeah. in that space. And I was like, maybe people should see these dances. Mm-hmm. So like I applied for festivals and things in Seattle, like on the boards, right. um, Northwest New Arts, 12 minutes max, um, just all the, all the things that you can apply for. 12 minutes max. Yeah. That's great. It That's is, it's actually it's a really, a, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, and, and I was getting accepted and my work was being presented and people were like, I'm into this work, like Lane Chaplinsky from on the boards and Tanya Lockyer from Velocity. And so I just started getting more opportunities, but before those dances were put on stages, I also started a, um, like a, an open class for anybody who wanted to come. And that was the early stages of dance church. Yeah. So then... And Tom, was was he one of the early teachers in dance church? Thomas? Yeah. Um, 
No, I was the only one. You were the only one. I was the only one until I trained Thomas, basically, and Lavinia and some of the other dancers in the company. Um, But that was was probably like four years, five years ago, four years ago. But that this was in like 2010 that all of that was happening. Did the two of you meet a long time ago or was this sort of, did this happen recently? It happened because of the work we were going to do together. And who reached out to who? Kate reached out to me. (laughs) You reached out to me, Kate. Was it just a phone call? (laughs) No, it was an email that was said dance and revelation. (laughs) But I did not write the email. Who wrote the email? No. A mutual friend wrote the email and then that email thread has like 50 emails on it and it's still from the original thread love it is it in the show <laughs> i wish right. I mean, like, that's, that's a container of. for the show <laughs> well because you're a close friend of yours is your boyfriend oh my publicist do you want to know how it happened my boyfriend yeah. you are close <laughs> with my boyfriend now i am not pre not pre-work no, I didn't know them. I didn't know them yeah. at all. I didn't oh, even wow. know their. I didn't even know Mike's music no. or that. We didn't. Know I didn't each know Perfume Genius. Work beyond. Yeah. Well, we didn't. We just so started talking. I I got commissioned to make a new work from Seattle Theater Group to work with because they're also a huge music presenting organization. Like they they used to put on Sasquatch and like um, they. What's Sasquatch? It's a, a giant festival. music festival. Oh, I'm and like, they, yeah. Big like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, they used well, to they went into the woods and they would be like, hey, Queen, do you want to dance? And he was like, Rrr. and they're like, what's it about? And he was like, Rrr. and they're like, that sounds like my song. <laughs> and then it's yeah. a music thing. Uh, okay, yeah, it's a music thing. Well, okay. they, they like, Put on bands. I don't know what the proper term for that <laughs> is. <laughs> they present. They, they present music. Put, yeah. they they put, put on bands. They put on bands. There's bands in Chile. <laughs> Anyhow. So. so they were like, Kate, we want to commission your new work. We're also a music presenting organization. We want to help you work with a, like, high, like a band, like a real band. Right. And because all I've worked with composers who are real composers. Right. <laughs> but um, that they, you know, they weren't people that were being presented in like that huge touring circuit or whatever. Right. And so then I started researching who I wanted to work with. And, and you're I, like, Madonna. <laughs> I, literally, I, 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 like all of that was just like everywhere. And then I was literally on the internet and I was on. I've been there too. Me yeah, too. I was on the and I've also literally been on the internet Ooh. where I've really been on it. Okay. Anyhow, Me that's too. a different. That's a different discussion, though. I mean, it's a little like gets a little NC seventeen. <laughs> who knows who, who gets your anyhow? So. so then I saw this photo of Mike, mm-hmm. and he was like doing this, and I was like, "Who is dancing? Who? Yes, I was like, who is that?" And then I clicked on it and I went down an internet K-hole and it turns out Mike is a musician and in band. And I was like, I was like, I, this turns person out. is clearly of the body, <laughs> right. you know? And like, that was something that I hadn't, hadn't done. Like this, this is our, this is my fifth evening length work, fifth commission. And before it was like music, dances, 
that you know well the, it's always it's been like this but normally how it goes yeah the, yeah the music composed is not danced by that musician yeah that's exactly. just not generally what happens and i saw potential for that and mm-hmm. like i i wanted to work with someone that i could roll around with and like i i didn't really realize how amazing it and that it could be what it is yeah. but um i i felt that and then turns out we have a mutual friend nils who used to be mike's publicist and that's where the dance and revelation email came from um and then we met and then i really started to listen to your music <laughs> and and mm-hmm. we just felt energy together and, and before this process what was your relationship to movement in your body I mean, well, when I first started writing music, my first record was all like home recordings. And my first show was the first time I'd ever sang in front of anybody. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a few years to even get away outside from like behind the piano. And then I was just kind of stood there, <laughs> and then kind of maybe swaying. And then by the by the most recent album, I was just full on like slamming myself into the ground over and over. I mean, it turned into, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I just keep trying to level up with the music and then with the performance too. I think a lot of it is just guided by what I want, but sometimes I'm playing a show where there's, there's no real world behind me. It's just us on stage and it's like bright lights no real texture or no smoke machine. It's just like us up there. And I was like, how am I going to like fully communicate all of this, all of how I was feeling when I wrote this music, everything to all these people. And it just turned into this like fight with myself every night to just, I mean, not every song is this, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do like, kind of wanted them. To I do like that so every well. song ends up being Isabella Johnny in possession <laughs> right. in, the, in the Berlin Metro. For our listeners, just there were some, some gyrations occurring yes, in, yes. In, in the studio. Well, well and, for Belly, it's for me too, yeah. because I don't feel, I don't have a great relationship with my body. And my shows were like an hour where I was like, fuck you to myself. Like, I'm going to fucking be completely connected, go completely apeshit on myself, on everybody else, you know, whether that's in a really patient way or a super um, deranged way, mm-hmm. you know? So, did I don't know. You, I did have... you hurt yourself sometimes? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Je I relate. like that. <laughs> I hope so. He likes that. Yeah. So, for you, when you received these emails, were you excited at the prospect of kind of organizing this notion around movement? Well, and having it be together in a way that isn't completely just on me. Yeah. Like having a world, I mean, the movement, but also just all the theatrical, like cinematic qualities of that too, and the energetic ones. You know, that we, I could tell I was going to be able to lean into things that can actually have support instead of leaning in and it's just me. How did the rest of the casting process take shape? Well... We, I have a company. Right. And, um, so. That company's in it, but also. I've been making music with my partner this whole time. I mean, we've played every single show together. Right. Um, and he dances. Yeah. I mean, we dance 
We both dance. Yeah. Not formally, but we dance and move. And he's a big part of the creation yeah. too. Yeah. And Kate, have you shaped their dancing contribution in the show? Or are they doing kind of what they do? It's very, like, so the creation has, we had a 19-week creation, month, not week. 19 months. Wait, 19, 19 months. months. 19, 19 months. 19 months. A year of creation. Yes. <laughs> wow. A but, European model. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, from, like, the initial emails to, like, premiere, it was 19 months. And oh, okay. it's like, but of actual time in the studio, we probably had, I don't know, like, 15, 17 weeks or something like that. And something around there. But we, we do class together. Like, mm -hmm. it wasn't like I just came in and, like, set choreography, mm -hmm. you know? Like, it was, like, from the, the ground up, we made it all together. Um, so it was made for, for they, they're the company. We're all each other. Yeah. <laughs> you can go in dance church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And like, I, I mean, the, so yeah, it was, it was all made for, for them and for us and everyone's satisfied and starved. It's great. What was the, <laughs> and what was the process like? You can kind of. I mean, that's a it's a that's a relatively long process. So don't yeah. feel the need to well, talk all the way through it. But in terms of the introductions of meeting each other, then yeah. going in the studio and being like, "So let's move around." <laughs> I mean, it's sort yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Well, what is the is first of all is the music made for this or is this from the catalog? No, it's all made. All, all everything was kind of made together. Like we had a lot of back and forth, and then I kind of threw our talking about what we want the show to be, I kind of started, like, writing, you know, like, like seeds. sketches, seeds, like mm -hmm. little pieces. And then we, I went, took those to the studio yeah. and rolled around with everybody and we listened to those and danced <laughs> to them. And then all together kind of made a chart of feelings and spirit and, like, what we wanted from the show and we what we wanted that map to look like. And then I took those seeds and through them with everybody inside my head and you did some work on your own with them too and then we came together and just fucking drilled it out yeah wow this is like i think very inspiring for makers who want to figure out how to collaborate with musicians or whomever else that you should you can start from really the very beginning with everybody yes yeah. absolutely and like build organically yeah, yeah. very strange yeah, but I mean, but what a pleasurable way to do it, and it also then makes it it gives it a real foundation because yeah, then like everyone really has we're not the same or... skin in the game. And then all of our our entire creative team. So it was Mike and I. We knew, like we said, that we wanted it to be really integrated, like fully integrated, like inside of each other. Yeah, the production design and stylists were there from the very beginning. Yeah, too. and we, we probably throughout those nineteen months, we probably had like all together as a team. Like our first production meeting was in New York around APAP and then we had we had pre production meetings even before that and pre dancer research. So I had seven weeks of creation with the company without Mike and Alan, knowing that it was it was happening where we literally just sat in the studio and watched every live performance of Mike's and like, oh, and wow. like, 
and did like, you know, four hour improvisations on that, you know? On so Mike's movement style. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or just or what like, was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was like, and, and also that meeting point with like where we were at, like mm-hmm. at that time with like our personal, like desires in the studio, et cetera, et cetera. So production meetings were happening with art direction with um amia our production designer who's your like, production designer amia brown um she's amazing and, and you had a stylist or a costume designer uh stylist wardrobe stylist um who i had worked with previously um they are called cuneiform um, colton and christine and so they were a part of the conversations and Andrew, my partner, who was the art director around all of the sort of visual, the visual side of the world, the Daniel Shield meets horror story side of it. And then who else? The dance lobby, our rehearsal director. Yeah. And is this the premiere premiere right um, now? Seattle. It happened. In October. There yeah. was Seattle and you also had the Mass Mocha show. Right? Yeah, that was like yeah. in process. Okay, that was a bizarre in- idea. Yeah, <laughs> that is not in my world. Like a no mid song showing or something. <laughs> like still, still making the song, but check it out. It was so bizarre. <laughs> that was a new thing. Oh, was a I, new was thing like, I was like, I was like, it's a showing. thing. Well, right. the music yeah. was done, but like I was mid extending. <laughs> like I didn't right. know what I mean. Mid right. right. Yeah. yeah. The show, the process of. Of the mid-showing and all of that is... is, And also, it's so strange because then it's like feedback from people who you've never met and you'll never see again. Yeah. Yeah. And before I had written any music, Mm -hmm. we were having like meetings pitching the music. (laughs) It's going to be like this and we're going to do this. It's very different because I'm used to being alone, writing a bunch of songs by myself and then taking them like, here, here's these, let's make something. And then the visual comes on top of that. And then, you know what I mean? It's like this piecemeal thing. In the dance production world, you pitch your show at least like two years in advance. Insane. And then you're, and you're supposed to say what it's about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and hopefully you've written a description where you can literally change it completely yeah. in a different direction before you premiere it. <laughs> I would hope so. Which because was- that's... It's a, well, it's a strategy. It's a yeah. strategy to have an idea of, and then do it. You have to be like very <laughs> broad and vague. Yeah, initially. You, yeah, it's true. You have to create this weird description, especially if like you're applying for any grant money. It's a whole. You you're right. To, like, like communicate the spirit of it, but not what it's exactly going to be. And then I can't know. Yeah, it's I've definitely done it, and it's not even been the spirit. Yeah, that <laughs> I've been like, um, you thought you'd get a circle, instead you're getting a sink. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell love you. It's like, yeah. it's I a, love sinks. It's a different thing. Um, yeah. so, and what has been, so Mike, what's been your experience of now, of, of working in, in the dance world format? <laughs> um, I mean, it's been intense for me. I just, even just physically, it's physically intense. It's the intimacy of it is insane. And strange to me, like my relationship with my body yeah. is not a dancer's relationship. It's not my job. It's not what I've been doing. You know what I mean? So it's real to me. Like if you touch me, you're my friend. Yeah. So like that has been weird to navigate, but also amazing. And just, I don't know. I guess I didn't realize how much 
I needed some of it. How much I needed to mm. like consider my arm in a nice way and like be nice to my arm. I've never, I don't consider my body at all. In general, usually I actively try not to. So it's been intense connecting to it and then also having other connections and letting other people connect to my body. Um, but I don't know, I feel like I'm leveling up and that's what I try to do with my music too, is just go somewhere else. We have Fitbit com um, competitions. To yeah. see who can get like the most, like who has the lowest heart rate, who who does the most steps, who gets the most lightning bolts. Like, do you wear them? Well, in that's class? what I love yeah. about we wear them because we just want we're everything, all of it. Like we want peak, we want max. We want to be in the red zone, even when we're so in shape that we can't get into What's the red, the zone? red zone. It means you're Do like near death. Oh, <laughs> this is this is like when your heart's gonna explode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I never do that. We do. My, heart, rate, it's good for my you. heart rate's always high, so I don't have to worry about that. Mm -hmm. But it's like a turtle. Yeah, <laughs> and Reed's is truly like a so blue whale. So I have so well, slow. I don't know what's going on right Mine's now, both. but me and Alan, <laughs> yeah, you're both. Me and Alan have lower heart. Like, Alan's rest, a, Alan is your partner. Yeah. yeah, yeah, resting heart rates. Oh, well, I have a nicotine patch. On. Whoa, really? Yeah, right now because I think I'm in New York. It's fifty. So that's in forty-seven. That's Alan's, Alan's too. Wow, it's very low. Lizard, lizard vibes. Mine is like at around 98. <laughs> <laughs> no, I burn calories on the plane. Just he like does. Fat. He's I, like, I'm in the, he's, yeah. what is that? The yellow zone? Fat, I'm in the fat burning zone and I'm just like sitting Like seven here. hours. No, because my heart, I'll look at my heart rate. Like I'm just like watching something. You know what I mean? And then I'll look down. It's like 105. Like, oh, well. <laughs> oh but I mean, I, I chuck a lot of, um. Diet Coke. I love Diet Coke. I love, Coke. I love nicotine. nicotine lozenge. You and, and Jack just, love those things. Yeah. 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 Well, it's important. Well, what you Jack loves Libra. Libra. Air. Mm. Yeah. And ambivalent. Ambivalent about or work. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Not really ambivalent. I just like all of it. Time. Yeah, well, like ambivalent, like extremely both ways. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's the same sign. thing. Yeah. Aries. What's that mean, Jeff? Aries is Garen. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like Intense, Aries, it's mean. like well, it's like not mean. Not They're mean. just gonna get stuff done. Like they really, yeah. it's the the thing is like Aries, Aries, horns. they go far. Aries, Aries, they're the star. Is how is how it goes. Yeah. Oh, I've never. What heard are that. you? I'm an Aquarius. Oh uh, shit! But most of my planets Alan. are in Scorpio. Aquarius, I think, is the most. Um, Bizarre sign. Oh. Them all. Oh. That's my boyfriend. Well, they love the idea of contradictions. Huh? You love the idea of people. The idea of people. The concept. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> and then when it gets down to like what they're like, it's like miss me with that. Yeah. And reads a, a Sagittarius. Oh, well, I love Sagittarius. Yeah, well, they can do everything. However, my rising is Scorpio, my moon is Aries. Mm. So moon is how you work. What's your rising? Aquarius and my moon is Pisces. Ooh. Water. Emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my moon, Virgo. And what's yeah. your rising? Taurus. That's nice. I feel like that's a weird combo, though. I it wasn't is. into Taurus rising just because my dad and my brother are Taurus. I love them. Love you, my dad and my brother, but they like... <laughs> they're listening. They're, they're just like <laughs> solid, sort of just like really grounded, and that's fine. It is. But I don't feel like that. But then I read about Taurus's love, like, they're, they're really hedonistic. Yeah. And mm -hmm. love, like, blankets and they wet fruit and stuff like that. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
that's more my blankets and wet fruit. You that's heard it here first on the Astro Dance and stuff. Wet fruit. Do we know you're rising? In your <laughs> really oh, that's right. Wet we fruit. don't know when you were born. I've been writing right. about wet fruit a lot. I know. I have for my next video. Wet, I have an idea, and what, I want Andy to eat wet fruit and laugh. What does wet fruit mean to you? Is that just a fruit mist to just like water or mango? Like, fruit to me is it's like always on the verge of being like disgusting. Like just like really ripe, like almost so ripe that it's rotten strawberries and like red. You know that bunny when yeah. the bunny eats like a, a strawberry and looks like blood. Yes, uh-huh. that white bunny. Yeah, that, that's that sort of I'm riding that wave wet right fruit. now. Mm-hmm. Wet, fruit. Wet, fruit. wet fruit. Wet fruit. Is that the name of your next album? Wet fruit. <laughs> yeah, that's a great name. Aaron Markey did a show called that Wet Food. That actually is a really good name. <laughs> Wet food is hideous. Well, Just Aaron Markey really nailed <laughs> it with it. Don't steal wet fruit. Don't, <laughs> don't steal wet fruit. Oh, I'm kidding. Do you, do you want that? No. no, no. It's not going to be wet no, fruit. No, I'm just... And then Kate, the joke so what's it, what has it been like to do a full collab with a musician dancing with you? I love it. You do? Yeah. Has it been more fulfilling than just making a dance show? Different. Different. I feel so full. I feel so happy. I feel so in love. Like I just love everything right now. I think. I think it's. It's about like, the people. How this. How it came together. The fact that like this is the first time I've ever created a work and like gone on tour not two years later or mm. like not a year later and so the fact that we just had that premiere two weeks ago or four weeks ago or whatever and now we're doing it here and then we get to go to the walker and then we get to go to boston like i've never danced in companies like i've always danced by myself in a room and then with the people that i love like dance for me is family and and i feel like that with you guys and 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 with the dancers in the company and with all my collaborators like so so it's not it's always been about that you know about supporting people that I love and wanting to be around the people that inspire me without talking about what the show's about what are sensations like, instead of giving me a narrative of what the show's about, what are sensations, textures, colors that you think about as you're performing the show? Think about pressure and explosions. Think about banging my head against the wall and seeing, like, being a stuffed animal next to each other. You know? Yeah. Is that the same for you, Mike? It's Pretty like, much, yeah. It's like... Uh, that I was a hand on a hand apart extremes, and together. Extremes, extremes coming together. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I kind of feel like those are together for me a lot. <laughs> you know, like I feel 100% in multiple directions a lot. And it's... it's um, I feel like it's confusing for people. Yeah. Or I feel like not understood. In a very like teenagery way, still, you know what I mean. Like that, a lot of that is left over. A lot of that could be completely made up, but I still carry it everywhere. And I don't feel like that when we're doing this piece. I feel like that this whole piece supports that idea mm. that you can be fucking like demonic and divine at the same time, or you can be 
sweet and tender and patient with somebody, but also want to like fucking rip their head off. There's, and those both and, of those things are supported. And that is the power. <laughs> and exist together. That's why I wanted to ask that question around dance, because it's sort of the as in terms of what dance has meant for me, or as I whenever I consider or feel I continually am taxed with having to reconsider it yeah. and reconsider its meaning. Um, I think there is that power that it is able to do, especially for people who feel many things all at once. Mm-hmm. That can that is uh, bypasses language yeah. in this way that can uh, sidestep narrative to give you the deeper meaning. Yeah. Um. So that's exciting to hear. Explosions, head banging, and stuffed, stuffed animals, animals next to each other. Again, to each other. A real okay. like Aaron Mark. You should see the show. <laughs> um. Uh. So what? So you do? So this show. This will come out on. Friday. This Wednesday. Friday. But and your show will oh, come out on Wednesday. Oh, fun. But our show Got will it. come out on Friday. Fun. So you'll Got have it. tonight, tomorrow, so ladies and, and another, Sunday, you have a Sunday show. Yeah. yeah. So you have three more days to see the show. Yeah. Um, I'm coming Saturday. Yay. Yeah, I'm also coming Saturday. Fun. Oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Um, wait, we have more questions. Mike, are you are you already working on something else beyond this? Yeah, Are you going to go to sleep after this? Um, maybe. Maybe you both. sleep. I get the Fitbit reports. <laughs> no, I, I made the record for the dance. That is a record to me on its own. And I made another record as well. So this... In between. This dance will be released as a record. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It was important to me that the music was like that. Mm-hmm. That these were songs. Like, I'm singing the whole show. It's not... Um, I feel bad. Like, I feel like I don't know what ambient musicians can be listening to the podcast. Be like, how dare he? But it's like I didn't want to make a forty-five minute long drone thing. I didn't want to make just like textural stuff to go underneath the dance. I wanted I wanted to put as much into the music as I was going to put into it physically, and I wanted all of that to be somehow mixed around in the soup when you listen to it. Still, and I feel like you need songs for that. And how yeah. long are these songs? Well, <laughs> well, there's eleven of them. Yeah, we so counted. Hours of the music, yeah. and okay. it's eleven songs. It's like yeah, it's like an hour fifty-seven something. I feel like the more like I kind of went to town more on the fucked up one got long. Well, there's two <laughs> two out already um, at that were released as singles. One of them is called um, "Eye in the Wall," um, and that is like nine minutes. That's a long. Yeah, song. it's a long. It's song. the longest song I've ever written. On the radio. (laughs) I know. I was listening to you on a different podcast last night about a song that was two and a half minutes. I thought songs can be two and a half minutes. They sure can. It's so short. I like that. It's a great song. Well, that's but pop song is shorter. It's like four and a half. And that's so long. Yeah, my mind a pop song for four minutes ish. I think she means his song called Pop Song. Yeah. Oh, that was the other song. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Well, my first record was a half hour, and there's like 16 songs on it. Did you know that? Okay. I did. I danced Those are some them. tiny, tiny songs. They're baby songs. I love they're little baby songs. songs. And then, so, and it's interesting that it will exist and exist in a way, in just the way it is, and because of dance, is mainly going to exist as music. Like, 
that this dance will go out and exist as music unless you're also filming the show. Yeah, well, I assume being, you're going to film it. I mean, we yeah. kind of, Kate loves documenting. I right? love, Which I'm, I'm bad at remembering to well, you, Do you plan on extracting and making too. music videos for the album using the dancers, etc.? We want to make a book because there's going to be like our, we the visual side of everything, like we have like I'm obsessed with like archiving, like I was saying. And so like all the the creative process that went into it, I would really like to do that. As far as music videos go for the the dance piece, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Well I'm making I'm you know, not that I have to, but I'm making music videos for my next yeah. record and they're gonna be in them. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're it won't be the bees. It'll be a piece. Yeah, I think there's just something interesting (laughs) inside of that. I mean, just because it is the it's part of the tragedy of dance. It's so difficult. It's I think for me, dance I really do feel is the closest to death. It requires the most labor. It's so painful, and then it's really brief. You do like four shows. Yeah, you'll do four. How many shows are you doing in New York? We have five here, Mm -hmm. and then and then you'll tour. You'll do Minneapolis, and but it doesn't. It can't like reach the way mm-hmm. other mediums can and like yeah. play in like oh, you think in so? homes well I, I mean maybe I'm just used to like deep diving weird shit on the internet but while we were making the music I was going into like weird finding weird dance things and I was felt connected and they were some of them were really old yeah I think in, it's yeah, more energetically of, it's but done like, now. also in terms of like touring and a live performance yeah, yeah. dance like this doesn't tour yeah. The way other, like, uh, like random, but I mean, even weirdly, theater does more. Yeah. You know, that's what's so wild about it. Musicians absolutely are, go into places across America yeah. in a way that contemporary dance, it's like, yeah. <laughs> no. Kind of gated. But also well, more broadly, like, music as a medium is this whole body that yeah. sort of spans the planet, and dance is just like these little freckles on it. And so yeah. dance reaches people. I mean, music reaches people in an entirely different way. Yeah. Well, I don't dance. have to be there. Yeah, yeah. It's you right. Have you have to be there. <laughs> and, and I think there's also the, uh, the way that music gets used to frame people's lives as they walk down the street. Like mm-hmm. they put music on to put them in a movie of their life, you know, or whatever to yeah. exalt a feeling or maybe get rid of a feeling. Well, someone yesterday said, oh, I love Soho because I love walking around the streets and I uh, I love the music and I was like cool what I was like what? I feel like that about dance though my whole life I felt like that like I'll look at a cup and I'll be like oh. like I'll be like get in the cup I feel like that <laughs> you not know what I mean I like do. energetically like that, that's dance to me is like but you're but yeah, that but that's is the but same also, thing as soundtracking and making your life into a movie I'm making the cup. Like but that's a movie your dance. Means. Do you yeah. know what I mean? That's different from someone else's yeah, music. Yeah, it's not culturally, playing. that's what uh, it correct, is for everyone. Correct. And that's the thing that I think is also then what's really interesting about dance is that, like, it does what you just said. Yeah. Is it infects you that way so that you can have an energetic experience with the room around you. Yeah. Which is why it is vital and is important. And we'll yeah. see, like, how it goes. But I think that's what's also so it's not really fascinating about this project and yeah. exciting about it. 
is well, that it will exist in this multi-platform way. Yeah. And yeah, then there will be these... Non-dance people that are going to come. Of Non-dancing people are going to come to see it. And then, but there will be this archive. I'm working with an archive right now, so I'm curious about what remains. Yeah. yeah. And so inside of this, I think it's interesting how that will exist well, and live. I've always, I've always thought about dance in that sort of multimodal way. Right. Like, what's the manifestation of this idea? Maybe dance, dance is definitely where it, it the core of it and right. the research and where that lives. But how is it going to manifest? Well, right. maybe at this point, it doesn't need to manifest as a full blown evening length work or what, what have you, you know, but I think like part of the, the, the commission and where, where I, I was a part of those like programming mm-hmm. conversations. Like I was like, this is such a, an amazing idea to support something that has, Oh, uh, that has like a big output, you know, yeah. because generally dance, it's like one, one pinhole output mm-hmm. that is short lived. So, right. which, and it's because of our funding structure. Yeah, it, like absolutely. it is this thing of how, and the thing that is interesting to me about this too, is it feels like also an extension of what you were doing with the dance church, yeah. which is how to like broaden the reach and also yeah. develop community. And like, that was so fun in Seattle <clears throat> because dance church is huge in Seattle, but like so many people, I was like putting but their it's songs. But Seattle too, isn't it? Aren't there like, yeah. aren't there dance church mm-hmm. things that happen across yeah. the US? Yeah. It's, it's in LA now and it's here in New York and in randomly in Salt Lake City and in Indianapolis and in Portland. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But like, it was like, that's our audience, you know? And so like, I was like putting like Perfume Genius songs into like dance church playlists, like a year before the premiere, just to be like, (laughs) yeah, seasoning the experience for everybody, you know? (laughs) And do you, and Mike, do you feel that having done this work then has also, how do you feel it's changed? I mean, you talked, you spoke some about how it's changed your relationship to your body, especially from like a sense of destruction to maybe like destruction, but with pleasure, <laughs> exaltation. And so or like say like rooted destruction, yeah, like yeah, the abandon isn't yeah. going to, there's going to be a root. It's like almost like yeah. I have a rubber band. That's, I know it's not going to break Yeah. where before I felt like it was going to break all the time. And that might be actually like the answer to the question of like, what has been the experience? What do you feel your sort of, as you move on into the, into your next work. I mean, just practically, I just, I'm going to dance more yeah. and have, I want other bodies on stage with me, yeah. you know, and I've already started thinking about how to bring that into my, my shows and what kind of venues that that's going to require. And like what, I just want the show to be more and have more ideas now of how to make it what I've always wanted it to be. And I think that that was a big ingredient. Yeah. Well, and also I feel like, at least just from the visuals I've seen, yes, it's like choreography, styling, production, all stuff, but definitely direction. Like, there's also a sense of theatrical direction here. Kind of love we co-direct, all that. right? Yeah. 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 Wow. Well, and do you guys feel like there may be more in the future in terms of Kate and Mike collaborations? Who can say? I'm not going to put you on the spot. You'll figure it out. <laughs> That was really good. That was really good. That was really good. You'll figure it out. Um, that, was, that was really good. Yeah, of course there will. You're yeah. young. Yeah. You know, we have till 2050. Um, <laughs> that's the end. You know, so, that's when it's okay. over. So, I support that. There, too. there will be. Yeah. And I, okay. you know what? 
Melancholia is a great biopic. Um, <laughs> so thank you so much for taking time out of, I'm sure, a very busy schedule as you're about to. When do you go into tech, like today? Tomorrow. Yeah, we can work with
Oh.